0: Welcome to the Ferris Love Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful self-sacrificing love. Today, we're sharing another quick Q&A episode with Father Jeff Langan. But before we dive in, a little reminder that if you have a question you'd like him to answer, you can submit those using our email address, info at ferrisloveshrine.org, or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram with the question you have. Let's start. This week, Father Jeff shares his response to this listener-submitted question. At times, I find the Mass boring and difficult to engage in. How can I change that? Whether the Mass is boring, or whether we all arrive at the state where we realize we have to put effort into the Mass, I think it's good to remember that this is normal. Everyone goes through this struggle in one way or another, at some point or another. In part, I think there's two reasons for it. One is that, well, just the natural in the natural run of things, in the ordinary way that life progresses, we all can start to get a little bit uh, familiar, too familiar with things that that should be beautiful and mysterious to us. And secondly, that it, there, it, part of the the dynamic here is the the dynamic of the entire spiritual life, which is that, well, we're, if we're composed of mind, body, and spirit, our our spirit is recreated in baptism and the spiritual life is nurtured. The the bond that unites us to the uncreated divine nature of God is nurtured in the Eucharist. And part of the nature of the spiritual life is that the senses and the faculties of the soul are not always, even though that bond is there, we're not always aware of it. And so we always are engaged in this struggle of redirecting the senses, the emotions, and also using the intellect, using the intellect to rediscover or to see in a new light or to see deeper into those mysteries that we on a regular basis participate in, like the like the Mass, like the Eucharist. So I think number one is that when we find ourselves bored that we or we find that it's work. St. Jose Maria at one point when he was much older came came down after saying mass one day and said, Well today I experienced for the very first time the reality that the Mass is work, right? That I have to work in order to celebrate the Mass with love, with piety, with reverence. And so we shouldn't be surprised if we're start whether we're starting out or whether we've been at it for a long time, that there's gonna be moments when it's gonna be a challenge to enter into the Mass, to participate in it, and to participate in it in a way that involves piety. Now, there are several things we can do to help. Obviously, one thing we can do to help is to read something that enables us to deepen our knowledge of the mystery, the catechism, around point 88 or 89, reminds us that there is this symbiotic relationship in, the, in our faith between what we learn, dogma, and life, what we do. And that whenever we do something to read about the Mass or listen to a good presentation on the Mass, that can, why? Because everyone has a different approach to it. Everyone has a little bit of a different take on it. Everyone has a different insight that God has given them into the mystery of the Mass. I remember once taking a class in which the professor, just in a very simple way, reminded us that the Mass is a, obviously it's a way by which we enter into, once again, unite ourselves to Christ's uh, sacrifice on the cross. And the Mass presents to us the sacrifice on the cross in an unbloody manner, in the form you might say, of the Last Supper, in the form of a meal, of a banquet. And so, a good video or article that articulates these truths, the the homilies or the classes of Fulton Sheen, which are easily accessible on the internet, on YouTube, they can be very helpful or a very, very interesting first step along these lines. Another approach is to go to those writings which themselves maybe don't focus as much on what the mass is as much as how to to go through it right there's this old way of learning about the mass which is there's a book called by by Knox called the mass in slow motion and precisely what he does in that book and it's I, I remember reading it when I was 18 or 19 and it really helped me just to Go through each part of the Mass and the author explains what's going on in this part of the Mass and also is suggesting different things we can do during that part of the Mass in order to foster our own participation and as we we have probably heard this before but a lot of what we get out of the Mass depends on what we put into it and so for example it's good to find like one thing I remember from this book from again many years ago now but is that when it comes time, for example, to the offertory, that we go to the offertory, bringing to mind those things we want to unite with Christ's sacrifice on the cross. The difficulties of the previous day or the previous few days or week, whatever it might be, sacrifices that we've made, prayers that we've said, concerns that we have, intentions with those around us, right? that there's actually a time of the Mass, let's say the offertory, where we can spend a little bit of extra mental energy and effort in order to recall those things that we've been doing throughout the day or the week leading up to the mass that we can precisely offer along with the bread and the wine, put them on the ta- put them on this on the altar with the bread and the wine to unite them to Christ's sacrifice so they can be offered up to the Blessed Trinity. There could be other things that we do, for example, in the beginning of the Mass, thinking in particular of, well, what are the most important tension, intentions I want to bring to the Mass this day? Right, We all have hundreds of intentions. We all have many intentions, and that's very good. But there could be a few intentions that each day we make our primary intentions, right? that we want to give a little bit more emphasis to that day during the Mass. And I, many people have found it to be interesting, even not... Again, maybe not thinking about, well, i got to improve my, my entire half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is at Mass. i got to improve all of that at once right now. But people can find it helpful to say, well, I'm going to go to Mass and I'm, these days or these weeks, I'm really going to work on living the offertory well. Or I'm really going to work on living those first few moments of the Mass very well each day. And I think we find if we do that, the Catechism says, well, if we learn a little bit about the Mass, we learn a little bit about the theology behind it, well, then we, we enter in a little bit more into the mystery. It improves the way we live. And then we improve the way we live it, and then we want to learn even more about the mystery that we're part of. And again, another thing that we can read, another thing we can always find it helpful to go to, is are, are the Gospel scenes and the, the, the New Testament explanations of the Mass that we get from St. Paul, his especially his his descriptions of how to participate in the Eucharist in Corinth to the Corinthians. At the, it seems like the Corinthians themselves had difficulty living the Mass, and they started to get involved in all sorts of extracurricular thoughts and behaviors and activities that were really distractions from the central mystery of the Mass, which is the representation of the, last, of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross under the form of the Last Supper. And so St. Paul, after he describes all of, the, all of the problems that the Corinthians have dealing with each other, he reminds them of the central mystery of the Mass, which, of course, is the consecration. It can also be very helpful to go to John chapter 6, to reread it, and to read it, to read John chapter 6, which is Christ explaining the Eucharist. And perhaps in another moment, we can go into that in more detail. But to go through John chapter 6, where Jesus Christ is reminding his disciples and he's reminding the Jews precisely what it is that they must do in order to have eternal life, right? In order to have the spiritual life that is real, that completes them, and that he promises them. And again, we do that, and then that helps us to go back to the Mass, with a greater spirit, with greater resolve, with greater energy. And then it can also be good to read some things that are written by experienced authors, saints, that help us, as I was saying, to get more into the Mass. I think I already mentioned Knox's book, uh, The Mass in Slow Motion, St. Josemaria's homily on the Holy Eucharist in is passing by and on Corpus Christi. Also, in 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 those homilies, he'll go through the mass, the parts of the mass, kind of with uh, very quickly, but giving a kind of summary and suggesting how we could pray dur- during the various parts of the mass. There's also a very good book by Edward Maristani, "Loving the Holy Mass," and one of the things that I remember from that book that can be helpful for us is he says, "On the you know, there's two ways to always pray. One is to." Focus on the words and see if there's something in the words that can inspire you to pray in a certain way, to enter into the mystery in a certain way. But Edward Maristani in this book, he also, and again, the nice thing about his book is it's about 80 pages, which means you can read it in a reasonable amount of time. But he's one of the things he suggests in that book is that it can be helpful, especially if you're in, if you're in the congregation, if you're not a priest, you're not wedded to the words. Obviously the words help, and we don't, we don't ignore them. But you can use the words. This is not his exact language, but I think it's the idea that he means. You can use the words as like a trigger. You can use the words as a, as a springboard to pray about certain things. And so there could be words, for example, in the Eucharistic prayer that remind you that God is a Father. And it could lead you to well to contemplate a little bit more deeply the fact that God is your father, and that Christ is your brother, and that he's bringing you to the Mass for a specific reason, so that you can grow, you can receive him, and grow in even greater intimacy with him and with each person of the Blessed Trinity. So again, reading these things, reading these books, or finding good homilies, or good explanations of the Mass on YouTube, or other social media, there's many social media these days, and then making these little resolutions to live particular parts of the Mass better. Those are things that can help us to overcome the plateaus that we can reach in the spiritual life, especially the plateaus that we can reach in the way that we go to Mass, in the way that we celebrate Mass, and the way that we participate in the Mass.